Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him, and I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I., what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just but, a magnum. Yeah, just a magnum. Come on, Cam, last year, we said probably 150, mid-150. Yeah. Same doe from the morning come out with that nine-pointer. Here, here steps out this 90-inch eight-pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there grunting. Yeah. And then out steps like another 90-inch eight-pointer. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, deer, right there. Yeah, like And he's 30 already yards. 30 yards. Yeah. He, he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been at a buck down at 1.40 in the afternoon back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 2.45, 24 yards shot, sent the combat veteran. And I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you kill that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. We come down here to Missouri. My ass Comey one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. Sure. Super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your Ear holes, hard as AF. <laughs> We're shoulder to shoulder in the Ooh. trenches down here in Homie's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We uh, check just, it out on YouTube. Yeah, we just recorded some absolute gangbuster whitetail material um, that we're going to release at a later date. But just, I, your guys are so jacked to hear this. You're going to get to listen to <laughs> Homie and my extra crispy voices this whole episode you're so jacked to hear something you have no yeah, idea you have no idea what it is <laughs> um this is gonna be me and homie in the studio or in the basement 
in the basement, <laughs> in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah we are <laughs> talking to you guys the studio. Uh, about uh, the number one deer tactic. We believe that is the key to killing deer, big deer, small deer, whatever you want to do. This is the key. We've been podcasting for over three years, talking to multiple people, um, and it all comes back to one thing. It seems very basic, but once we dig into it, I think it would seem more complex than what you guys think. So we're going to get into the people that make this possible. We're going to get into the show. I'm going to start off with Last Breath. Guys, the last four or five episodes, we've been hitting you with the Last Breath launch party, July 23rd. Um, if First of all, if you guys want tickets or want more detailed information about this event, message us on Facebook or Instagram. Say, hey, I want I want tickets to the launch party or I need more information about it. Um, we'll be happy to dive deep with you on there and just chit-chat whatever you got going on. Um, but I just want to cover everything that you got. You got the free beer, okay? All this is free, right? That's that's yes. the main instance. <clears throat> got the free gear giveaway we're, we're not talking about we're gonna throw out a t-shirt we're talking about trail cams tree stands ground blinds camo big stuff knives you no know, knives big, big not you're not coming and potentially gonna win a five dollar gift card coupon or something like this is <laughs> legit stuff free films i haven't even seen any films guys homie hasn't seen them grant's the only one so you are literally going to be able to see these films the exact same time as everybody else. You're going to be the first one to see it, and the atmosphere is insane. It's so incredible. People are hooping and hollering when the kill shot goes on, and the success and the high-fiving. It's really entertaining. And uh, free to get in, free beer, free gear, free films, free big buck uh, taxidermy walkthrough. I mean, I don't know what else I can say. If you guys want to go, let us know. We'll get it done. We'll help you out. And there are guys coming from a lot part, yeah. a lot of part of the uh, yeah. So states. we got guys that are coming from maybe someplace. So maybe you don't want to drive. Maybe Just you catch a ride. You I'm can ha- you. you can carpool with one of these other guys that are coming from a long way. So get a hold of us, and uh, maybe you can make it. You know, make it a, a cool time. And there are a lot of guys out there with YouTube shows. The hell, they can make some content out of right. going going to the launch party. Absolutely. So. Um, we would love to help you guys out, maybe connect you with some carpools, whatever it takes to get you guys to the show, because we want to see our listeners. And if you guys watch Last Breath, we also we want to get we want to get to know you, because you know it's cool to know who watches your face on TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you have Exodus? Yeah. So piggybacking off of these last couple episodes, we've been talking about um, Amazon and Exodus uh, Exodus cams being available through Amazon. And uh, I, I, I got one. Yeah. I don't want Of course, I had to try it out, Hell you know? Yeah. So um, it, along with the camera, also in there uh, was a thank you card, which I took upstairs. And um, it had an offer for $25 off your next Exodus camera. So if you order through Amazon, um, if you leave a review, they're um, wanting people to review the cameras on there. And if you leave that... And then you show proof and you send your proof to info at exodusoutdoorgear.com. They will hook you up with a $25 off of your next Exodus trail camera. So um, just throwing that nugget out there for you guys. Check them out on Amazon and uh, 
don't worry about any camera for five years. That would be, yeah. that's great. I, I bought that sucker off Amazon. I'm like, I know why you're buying stuff off Amazon. This is so easy. <laughs> click, just click, automatic yeah, checkout. Automa- yeah, I was like, I didn't even <laughs> got to punch anything in. It's all there. I just clicked it and it was like, buy now or add to cart. I was yeah. like, buy now, boom, shipping. I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> no wonder there's a box on my door every right. two days. This is way too simple. <laughs> all right, you got next level? Yeah, uh, we've been getting... Mineral side tips from Nate from Next Level. Next Level Nate, how about that? Ooh. And uh, he wants to reiterate the fact that these mineral sites that are more secluded in the timber are going to get more daylight activity in the spring and summertime here. And then the ones that are going to be out closer to your field edges or out in the more open um, timber are going to be visited more in the mornings and evenings only so um hopefully you guys know the lay of your land and where the deer are typically bedding and you can kind of set up your mineral sites to be close to them and uh get some good pics here of them in daylight so yeah especially if you want to hunt over it if once you get one of these established it's it's not like you just pick it up and move it oh, yeah, over exactly, here. Yes. You know, it's established. All right, so. don't go over there anymore. <laughs> yeah, don't go over there anymore. <laughs> Come over here. So once you picking the spot, I think, is something that is way more important than we realize. Than just going out and dumping some shit just on the ground. Just going out and dumping on the ground and being like, okay, this is where I've got to go. But you got to – you got because that's – it's permanent. It's not permanent, but it's at least a couple years they're going to be hitting the stuff. So – Definitely a good tip to, you know, kind of prioritize it towards somewhere that you potentially might want to hunt or potentially have these deer in daylight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it. We're going to get it. in the show. So you guys have been wondering from the intro what we got in these tiny brains of ours for the number one tactic of how to kill these deer. Okay. All right. You're going to say this and it's going to be the shortest podcast we've yeah, ever done. Yeah. It's going to be nine <laughs> minutes. Okay. So the number one tactic, and like I said, this is going to seem very simple. To a lot of guys out there, they can be like, okay, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> the name was very, you know, very uh, dishonest. Right. Um, it is literally going and hunting, okay? I know it sounds simple. Let's break it down to you. Okay, we've listened to, I don't know how many people talk about hunting. Um, we've, we've recorded podcasts, all our buddies. Um, there's guys that kill consistently over and over and over, and there's guys that don't. And... When you look at just going, it seems simple, but it's being consistent, right? It's just you're going, you're going, you're going. Stuff just happens out there. You can't explain it. You have no idea reason why it happened. By the calculations of your deer app or whatever you got going on, <laughs> it shouldn't have happened, right? The yeah. weather was off. The wind was off. The pressure was off. It's the wrong moon. The guy drove down the road honking like... You have no idea why it happened, but it happened. But what happened? The one thing that did happen was you were out there in the woods hunting, ready to kill. That's the main thing. You got to go out ready to kill. So we wanted to break down some scenarios of why we think this is an overlooked thing. Um, and the reason this kind of cued in my brain is I was thinking about some of our encounters, and we've had multiple kills where it's just like, just go. Like, that's the only reason I killed that deer is because I was just out there. It wasn't because I was skillful or whatever. But we had the podcast a couple episodes ago of the 252-inch giant, right? Mm-hmm. The guy had no trail cam pictures of this deer in daylight at all, right? And he had very random trail cam pictures of him at that, at best, and uh, he just decided, I'm going to go hunt in that area. It's 72 degrees out. 
and I'm just going to go hunt. Kills a 252-inch deer, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, so that was a just go because I can go, right? There's there's nothing in my brain that's like, man, I got to get out there. This is the money day. This is when it's going to happen. It is literally, I'm just going to go because I there is a you know, 0.1% chance that this could happen. And just going also coincides with something we talk about a lot is making the time. Thinking about that right now. Thinking about what can I be doing right now to make the time to go. And it's not just working with your wife, working with your kids, knocking stuff out. It's preparing yourself for that off wind. It's preparing yourself for that I'm going to go hunting, but it's hot or it's not as good than I'd like. You need that observation sit. You need a plan for those days and that's something that we never had in the past mm. like if if we had a east wind we're like oh crap what what are we gonna do like none of our stands are set up for an east wind and then you either choose to hunt a stand on the wrong wind which i don't want to i don't want to dive into deep as saying just go no matter what like the <laughs> wrong wind just just Set hunt it, you yeah. know what i mean you gotta you still gotta use your tactics in your brain and understand but you might be able to hang a stand or have a stand for that east wind or that south wind that or southeast. What the hell's up with all the southeast I don't know. the last yeah, two was, years? It was pretty ton of southeast. <laughs> like that is terrible. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> terrible for most all the stuff. We got like one tree line yeah, that we can hunt. But anyways, it. we have a plan it's for actually a, a pretty south, good spot. Yeah, though. yeah. We have a plan now <laughs> yeah. for a southeast. Actually like, a really good spot. We have a plan for a southeast. And that's something about just going. You know, we talk about preparing your kids or working with your wife, getting the honeydew list done. But you can also prepare those stands. Make sure that, you know, not just I'm going to go hang it. Make sure the tree limbs are cut. That's something that we f- talk about and we failed and we went out and we did it. We just smoked <laughs> yeah. all the stuff. We're like, okay, if we're going to be hunting on this tree, this is a stand we've hunted like, what, twice? And the one time that we were in it, we're like, we yeah. can't do anything out of no, this tree. Yeah, I, yeah and, twice. Yeah, and we hunted on one of those weird winds where we're like, we'll just throw it up and hunt it, whatever. But then you do hunt it, and you're like, I didn't put any time in on trimming anything. So just be prepared. Make the time to where if you have that off wind, you can it, you can be out there because that's sometimes what it takes. You just got to be out there. So now I, I want to dive in just a couple stories of me just being out there. So, my buck this year, our buck this year, on public. All right. It is 66 that morning. It's hot as hell, right? It's getting up to what, 70? High 70s. High 70s, like 60, 76, 78, somewhere in there. Almost 80 degrees in November, <laughs> right? No one in their mind is hunting. Like, we know people that are like, no, we're working. We're not going. <laughs> we're taking two weeks off. <laughs> yeah, we're we're taking two weeks off and just ripping, right? Yeah. So the the morning be- the day before that, we tried to make a move. We absolutely destroyed ourselves. I was looking at my phone. It was like 9.8 miles because we were scouting and moving. And it's like 70 degrees out. We got the stand on our back. We're <clears throat> thinking we're going to hang at a moment's notice. And nothing that we're going into is we're not vibing with anything. There's other hunters. There's no trees. Stuff isn't working out. We do this big loop, and we hang up. And we were just 
just dead. We hunt that evening and we're like, okay, we need a refresh button. We could have literally been like, all right, we're going to hit a refresh button. We're going to go out there at noon and we're going to hunt, right? We'll hunt the rest of the day, whatever. We'll go in. Um, we got a mile and a half bike ride in. Then you got to walk in. It's, it's a lot of work to just get there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, we have literally seen one shooter deer at this point in eight days, you know, and we seen him for, that was the one we were after. And we were seeing does and tiny bucks the first 45 minutes of daylight and then nothing the rest of the day. We went whole days where we seen nothing from 45 minutes after. The morning before that, same thing. Evening comes, nothing. So we just killed ourselves carrying stuff <clears throat> carrying stuff around. And then we see no deer in the area that we plan on hunting in the morning. Um, and we're com- completely exhausted at this point. So what do we do? We're like, oh, hell, let's let's keep keep going, you know, and boom, kill a buck, 22 yards broadside. We very easily could have slept in, not went, but that was the only encounter that we had with a deer in shooting range in 17 days, a buck in shooting range in 17 days, a shooter deer. Mm-hmm, yeah. And if we would have took that one morning off, we wouldn't have killed in 17 days. That's how important it is, is just going finding the willpower finding whatever it takes the motivation to get up and just go that one extra time can really make a difference i know in my past my past i've been like i'm not going this morning the wind ain't right or the weather's hot or the all the full moon they can be moving anyway there's always an excuse when the bed's feeling real nice and toasty oh yeah you know you're like i'm not getting out it's cold outside, you know, but we, we took that many days off. And if we would have slept in that morning, neither, we wouldn't have killed anything. So that's how important it is to just make it happen. Another story I want to touch on is my shotgun buck with my kid. Okay. I'm literally just going at this point. (laughs) The, percentage of me killing a deer was like negative 10 we even made a joke about it i was like there's no way that i'm killing anything i got this four-year-old out in the blind bouncing around opening every window but and <laughs> talking <clears throat> got the wife out there we're packed in coloring books loud as hell he's watching videos i'm like not gonna happen but i'm out here i'm making the memories and i'm putting the time in to try to get a kill down what happens five minutes before dark magically a buck from a mile and a half north we have on trail cam 100 percent proof mile and a half north just appears on our property and i kill him the odds are literally zero that happening in my mind it just coincided that i was out there and it is pure luck that i killed that deer i made the shot that's the only thing it took make the shot okay but if i would have just been like or or if he would have listened to him yeah. when he wanted to leave. Yeah. Or he was like, hey, I want to leave. And it was like 20 minutes. I'm like, hey, you know, the deer come out when it's really late. And I, we'd already been out there like three or four hours. And I was just trying to teach, like almost use it as a teaching method to say, hey, you need to set till dark and just get that instilled in his mind as young as possible. Because I know when I was a kid hunting by myself, when it got close to being done, I'm like, I'm not seeing anything anyways. I got 20 minutes back to the truck, and you're back to the truck at shooting light. You right. know? Yeah. So 
you missed all that opportunity's time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there and look out the back window. Just I'm like, oh, there's a buck back there. My wife's like, you gonna shoot it? I said, yeah, I think I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> done. You know, and killed a deer in Illinois that year. If I wouldn't have set that extra 20 minutes and just went with my kid, knew that it was going to be a junk hunt, but in my mind still tried to do the best I could at trying to get it done, I wouldn't have killed a deer in Illinois that year. We passed deer that year, but we never had a buck. I didn't kill a buck with a bow that year, only with a shotgun. So they're cut, another again comes to two, just going. And then we get to your story where... You go to one stand, it ain't right. Mm-hmm. It's raining, it's windy, stuff ain't going right. You go to another stand, it's messed up. You're like, yeah. a lot of guys would just be like, I'm going to the truck, it's over. So go ahead and go into your story. Yeah, so when I shot Ghost, um, I had decided I was going to take a week vacation in October. And so I'm I'm already dealing with the whole week that I've got. I don't have to you know, be out there every minute if I don't have to. I got the whole week to play with. And um, at the beginning of my vacation, it was going to be rainy, wet, typical kind of October weather there. And um, it's an evening hunt. I go out, and I walk right by this stand on the field edge. I did notice some really big scrapes right there, and I'm like, okay, you know, just kind of put that in the memory bank there. I'm going across the field, and I I just am kind of looking at where the stand should be, and I'm like, damn, I can't see nothing. Get over there, and the stand's only like 15, 12, 15 yards off the field edge. And the owner of that stand has not trimmed any lanes for it. He hasn't even been to that stand for like two years, I would assume. So it's all brushed in. You couldn't even shoot a gun out of that stand. So I'm like, well, that's not going to work. And I don't have a mobile set at this point because this is like five years ago. So I'm like, okay go to this other stand and it's not really set up ideally for bow hunting and i'm like this is not going to work either so not, so i mean i've already walked a long way and it's raining and it's raining you know so, and like you said you have the full week to hunt you're like i already wasted half of the hunt that i plan on hunting yeah i've I'm already to walked out. by all the deer that are bedded over here if i was to go back to this first stand but that's what i did I was like, I'm I'm out here. I'm just going to go. Like, you just get up yeah. in a tree and just, you know, see what happens. So I go back to that first tree with the scrapes right there along the field edge. And I'm sitting there just waiting for this rain to quit. Because hopefully about 445, um, it's going to stop. And it did. And then um, the first deer I seen was about 20 minutes after the rain stopped. Because it was shortly after 5. And here comes this buck, and he's working one of these scrapes right here at eight yards in front of me. And um, I, he was at the very far north one, and I thought he was going to work the other two coming south. And in between the second and the third one was my window. And he didn't do that. He just popped right in the woods. Boom, shot him at 16 yards, you know. Yeah, and, and if um, you wouldn't have been if there. I yeah, you could have easily just mailed that one in and be like, you know, I, I, my clothes are going to be all wet. I'm probably yeah. not going to be able to hunt in the morning because they're going to be so wet, which is yeah. really when you I want to hunt. excuses start piling. I've already been to two stands. I walk past all the deer that are going to be potentially bedding here yeah. anyways. Um, and you could have just went back to the truck, went and got some Taco Bell, and, <sighs> just, and just 
drove home. That's about his old spot. Taco Bell is right on the way home. You're like, ah, oh, if I had a bad hunt, at least I get right. some Baja Blast in me. Yep. <laughs> Seal the wounds. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but, that, that just goes back to just going. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just got to be out there. And yeah, as, as we get older and we have more responsibilities with wives and kids and stuff, like it is easier for that stuff to get in the way. But... Just like Cody said, you know, you gotta gotta kind of train him. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. We've talked about this leading up to season last year. Like, all right, October first, everything is done. You know, September fifteenth, everything is done. You gotta have that shit done yeah. in order for it to to hunt when you can hunt, or you know, make the, make the most amount of time available for you to hunt when when you can go. Yeah, and when you do have that time, even if it's oh, man, I got off early. I got an hour and a half. Like, mm-hmm. you, you could either go home and sit on the couch and watch TV, or you could go to one of these preset stands. Like, we have the Moultrie set. That thing you could be into in... Eight minutes. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say 12, but I'm slow walker. <laughs> no, you're actually fast. Oh, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I mean, you could be into it quick as hell. Like, set up, ready to go. Because it's one of those stands where, <clears throat> are you going to kill out of that tree? Possibly. Do you, can you see an ass load in that tree? Yes. That's the main thing. Yeah, you can definitely get some good intel You can off get of some that. good intel, and maybe you're like, okay, I did see a buck go in there with a doe. Maybe I need to hunt in there tomorrow morning. Maybe that doe will be coming back in, and that buck will still be falling. You know, I mean, there's but, stuff that you can connect. Well, actually, real deal <clears throat> out of that stand is you seeing chaos come out yeah. of that timber. Next year, we asked for permission to be in that timber, put a uh, mobile cam in there. Yeah, boom, boom. right there. Yeah, Right there. So that observation set led to more encounters with this other buck. So that hour and a half after work or whatever, try to try to plan for that kind of stuff now. Get those stands ready. And like we said at the beginning of this, this seems simple. But when you dive into it, there's a lot more that if you look back in your past, you know there's an ass load of hunts that you missed because of excuses or you didn't have stuff planned Something came up that you should have had done a month ago. Because there's nothing worse than, oh, man, I got off an hour and a half early. I'm going to go out. And then you're driving home. You're like, shit, I should be, should just knock this out. So when it's November, I won't have to do that. That should have been done two months ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All the stuff that you could get done. And I catch myself doing that. Like, I'm going to try and knock this out. When If you can go hunting, you should go hunting. And I, I catch myself all the time. The wind's not perfect. That's what I always want to do, and I got that's something I'm not doing this year. I'm just hunting. I'm hunting the edge winds. I'm hunting the shit that isn't a hundred. It's like eighty, you know, eighty me, twenty then. And we hung a stand, you know, just the other day where it's an eighty twenty. Like if if they're ten ten yards this way, you're screwed. If they're ten <laughs> yards this way, you're you're perfect. And they should be there, but they're probably going to be over there. But that's more the risk I'm going to take on trying to kill these deer. Cause that's when you, when you're limited on time, you have to take more risk. And that's what I'm learning in my brain slowly. Mm-hmm. When I had no kids, I had way more time to hunt. I was yeah. out there more. Yeah. So I didn't take as much risk, but now I have less time. I need to take more risk and hopefully one of those risks could pay off. Here, here's another story for you <clears throat> of not being successful. Um, you're getting ready to go out to hunt. You got a buddy. He's going to go out and check the cams on this piece. You guys have never been on this piece. 
first hunt going to go out there. You got a buck hitting a scrape at two in the morning. And as October rolls on, he's getting closer to a daytime appearance. And you get a perfect cold front in October. Your buddy's out there pulling cams, leaving everything else on the south, on the north end, totally alone. And then you're getting ready to go out to hunt in 25 minutes after he goes there. And he calls you on the phone. Yeah, man, everything's good. And then next thing you know, he gets confronted while he's out there pulling cams by a guy who owns cattle out there on this property. And you end up, after a... 15 minute argument you end up losing the property but we were so confident in killing that buck within three days of that time yeah that i mean i've i'm not sure that i've been more confident in seeing mm. uh, at least seeing the buck no you yeah. know i mean it was pretty... but you hunted anyways no oh you didn't hunt that day nope you should have went somewhere mailed else. Mailed it man. in. Should have went in. You mailed it in. You mailed. Yep. That was a devastating blow, though. Yeah, but I was like, you oh. mailed it in. You could have been somewhere else. Boom, could have killed. You know what well, I mean? But I was yeah. not successful that night. Yeah, it was not <laughs> successful. But yeah, could, I mean, could have went to some. That was like the most textbook buck we've ever had. Consistently knew where he was betting. Consistently hitting a scrape, like right on the edge. Cold front hits. You're like, what more do I need? Like this and then, is. And then, we should have left that mobile game to see what happened. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> if he would have been on there, I'd have been like, uh, uh, uh. we should have hunted it anyways that day. Yeah. We yeah. didn't lose it that day. He just said, I want you guys out of there. And you talked to, I talked to the landowner three days, and we didn't really lose it. We just decided to, you know what I mean? We could have been there, but we, yeah. we wiener down. Made an on, excuse. Made an excuse. But yeah, that just goes to show you. You know, you should have went out that night. So I should have. You, yeah. yeah, you probably would have crushed. Probably probably would have been prime film. Yeah, you know yeah it mean? would have been perfect lighting. Everything, Everything would have been, been sweet. You would have got lucky. That's what, that's what <laughs> you exactly, need. Exactly, because I was out there. Yeah, because you're out there. Uh, another one. Um, you guys have heard it if you listen to this podcast long enough. Freeze, right? I go out. I'm hunting this spot, and I see no deer. Full day sit. See no deer, right? See, Oh, no, I seen deer in the morning. And yeah, because that's when the neighbor shot 54 times. Yeah, and then seeing no deer from like 8 till dark and never left. What do I do? I think I'll go back <laughs> to the same stand. That seems to be the money spot. Um, wrong wind. Yeah. Go in there. And literally, I was just like, I'm just going to go. Like, there's, that's pretty much exactly what I said. Kill 193-inch deer. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, I just went. We knew the deer was in the area. You could have killed him. I could have killed him. Had no idea. Went out there on just a going. I could have easily been like, all right, I seen no deer yesterday all day back there. I'm going to go somewhere else or I'm not going to go or, you know, I'm going to sleep in this morning and go out, try a different spot. Ah. I'm just going to go. Friday while you're walking out, you drug a buck out yeah. for the neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> Friday, the day before that, I drug a buck out. I think that's what we and he had only been there yeah. for. Pff, you got to get your hands on another dude's deer that's killed, and then drag it a little ways for him, and then you're killed. That's another secret tip. <laughs> Did you <laughs> drag you, one this year? I, I oh yeah, you drug the old dude. Yeah, yeah, but I drug the public land buck backwards. Remember? Backwards. <laughs> I drug it three foot the wrong direction on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we ever covered that story on here, but absolute no. <laughs> epic story that happened to us this year that if we told you, would you would never believe it. But uh, I drug the deer the opposite direction of the parking lot. 
three foot, just three foot. I knew the guy. I'm like, I'm just making it a little harder on you guys. Three foot. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's finally clicking on him now. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we ever told that story, did no, we? No. No. Right. I was. Okay. I did watch that film last night, though. Okay. So. I think this is the first time we ever told the story. Hey, that was a that's actually a good going. Yeah, that that's is actually yeah, yeah. That's just a good going. Just start know. start with the yeah. Start so, with the top there going. So, this is a hunt where we were like, okay, we ain't got nothing going on right now. We just lost our lease where we planned on hunting this cold front that was coming. That in. was the day before, yeah. Yeah, Thursday. And then this is we Friday. had just lost our 160 acre lease with killable giants on it. And uh, found a 90-inch clean five-point side out there during shed season. Absolute devastating blow. Anyways, um, we're like, well, what are we going to do? <clears throat> Let's just go as far on this public piece <laughs> as we possibly can that we've never been on in our whole entire lives. This is after we couldn't we couldn't get on the first two oh, spots. Oh, yeah. We went to the first public. It was closed for mm-hmm. hunting. Um, so we left that spot. <laughs> And we were like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, let's just go deep as hell back here. So we could have easily been like, all right, I lost my lease yesterday. This public land's closed. I just drove all the way here. I'm just going to go home and call it a wash. And we end up getting that late as hell. We were end up there late late. because we had tried to go two other places and they were closed. So we are driving to this third place at this point. That's why he's like, these guys are in here yeah. late as hell. Yeah. Is, I mean, we shouldn't have been there. Yeah. And uh, we swoop way back in here, and we're taking our time scouting, and it's looking good, looking good, looking better, looking better. And I'm like, I just want to get right over this ridge. And we hang the stand, and, uh, dude, that tree. Whoop, it kicked your ass. It kicked my ass. Uh, I didn't, I, for some reason, I did not tie off with the tether right off the bat. Because once I tied yeah, off yeah. with the rope, boom, done. But it's one of those trees, if you've ever hang and hunted, it just leans forward just a little bit, and you're trying to get the tree on that forward side. Man, it's tough. Good to hunt out of, hard yeah, to hang in. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it's tough, you know. And uh, we get hung up, we, and um, we're sitting there, and <laughs> you're the, we'll have to tell the end part because it's freaking hilarious. But anyways, <laughs> we're sitting there, and um, at this point, I'm like, man, it's looking, you know, we're in here. We still got like an hour and a half. It's looking pretty good. Um, man, no, we just, we're out here. We just got our ass beat by losing our lease and all this stuff. But we're out here. That's the main thing. We're out here. We're hunting. Cold front. Magic can happen. Out of nowhere, <laughs> 75 yards away. About 75, right? 75, yeah. 80, Yeah, 80, yeah. So I see some movement. I'm like, oh, okay, checking it out. Then out of nowhere, red luminoc. <laughs> flying out of this tree hits this buck square in the ass not like back ass like side ass like direct side ass right (laughs) gets like four inches of penetration i'm like what at first i'm like what just happened and then you see the buck i'm like man that's a solid buck and homie's like Somebody just shot that deer, and then it <laughs> dawned on me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's what the red light that I seen." <laughs> right. And he's stumbling, stumbling. Dude goes 35 yards from us and crashes and dies. That's like a one mid 150s, right? Yeah. And we're like, "What in the hell?" And we're probably like, "We're like 150 from the private." So in our mind, we're like, "There is nobody back here." On the public. The private's real easy to get to. Someone probably came in from the private and got up in this public and was hunting it. Right. And uh, no, 
some dude was in there in a ladder stand that was a dude from Florida's. <laughs> Wasn't even his ladder stand. Went in there, first time ever hunting back there. Watched us hang 70 yards from us. Never knew he was there. Was thinking that we were dumb as hell because we had t-shirts on because it was hot. It was We were hot from hanging. So you don't carry all your stands and stuff with your, all your long camel mm-hmm. on, right? And... Uh, Deer's on a straight beeline to us. He shoots it, dies 35 yards from us. He gets down, and we know the dude. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? We're out here podunk as hell. Didn't even know this guy hunted on this piece, hunting out of some stand that ain't his. Ass shoots a 150 dead, 35 yards from us. Did you see us. how big his book bag was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude and, had a pouch. <laughs> yeah. Dude's got, you know, we're back there, full gear, everything, and uh, deer dies right in front of us at this point. He's out of the tree. We still got like an hour left of hunting. I'm like, well, it's over. He just killed a buck. He's down walking around, talking on the phone. I'm like, we might as well get down, check out the buck with him. We get down, take all our shit out. Get We, we set for like 22 minutes probably. Take all our stuff down. And it would be unbelievable if we got the whole thing on film. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can't be like, this is straight bullshit. We got the whole thing. We got the deer stumbling and crashing with a Luminog out of its ass. He's on standing film. on the hillside, just standing there. Just wobbling. And he's like, he's trying to access like what's going on. Yeah. And then he just starts crashing down the hill. I'm like, oh, okay. He's getting a weak leg, you know? And yeah, he comes then, down here to the flat after he crashes And I'm like, creek. I'm going to finish this thing off for him. <laughs> he's getting closer and closer to us. Um, and then, yeah, just like Cody said, like, Right, right. I mean, I could see him right there, yeah. just down. And I'm like, damn, that's a pretty solid bug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Uh, but yeah, that, that could have been us because we just went. You know what I mean? Like, if if that deer would have came out, because he was, he was on the line for us, and we would hit him with a little toot toot, you know, a little burp burp, mm-hmm. could have killed that thing. Or he could have worked around that edge and came right to us. Could have come up that ridge right yeah, next to us. Right next to it. So there's a lot of opportunities there, but. We were within 75 yards of that deer because we just went. And this is a property that we'd never been on, no idea what we were doing. We just went and hunted because we wanted to hunt in an area that we thought might be good. But, yeah, that happened. And then we got down. We took some pictures for the guy, and then I drug the deer three foot in the opposite <laughs> direction <laughs> just just because I was making a joke, and that's how I am. But mm-hmm. I we asked him if he needed any help after I drug it back, and he mm-hmm. said he had guys coming, and they're kind of going to backdoor the – the deer out anyways so yeah. i don't blame him but, i don't either but yeah that that happened to us that's like you said another good story about you just got your ass handed to you but and you just went hunting so you know all in all we've been talking for a while here main thing is is get your priorities right we say that a lot make time to hunt prepare for those weird times that you got an hour or you got you know an east wind or a south wind or the weather's hot. Plan those days out right now. Be thinking about, well, if it was hot as hell in November, what, what would I be doing? Where could I hunt that would be safe that I could still get some knowledge? And now we kind of have those spots where... Because we went through it, yeah. Yeah, we can, we can make that happen. We can go out there and we can hunt those spots. And if it, if it pans out, we're geniuses. You feel, you're like, oh, yeah, I knew I was supposed to be here. This is all coming together. But in, the, in reality, when people kill these deer... It's just because they went. We've talked to so many guys that, oh, I didn't think this was going to be the hunt, or we thought he was over on the neighbors, or there's all these stories, but they just went hunting because there's the slimmest chance that 
magic can happen and then it happened to them because we know we talk to the normal everyday guys you know the guys that are hunting the 20 acre 30 acre small piece whatever and uh these guys a lot of them we talk to have like five six cameras some of them they they don't really they don't know what's out there they don't have a full understanding of what these deer are doing they're just hunting and they're putting mm-hmm. the time in and that's how they're killing these deer so and oftentimes some of the most successful people are like that. Yeah, that is, it, it, down to the T of what you just said. Yeah, just, they just they're just going after it and and trying to make stuff happen. And that's what we need to get to. Is we just like I said, the less time you have in the woods, the more risky I think you have to be to be successful. And I think we're getting more risky and more risky. And this year I'm about to go off the hinges and just do <laughs> radical stuff. And what what if? What if I look like a dumb shit out there all year and don't kill? Well, you didn't kill last year until yeah, you know. You know what I mean? Like it it's it's only you out there hunting against yourself. Mm-hmm. People get tied up, well, this guy's killing, this guy's killing. It is literally you out there hunting against yourself. How much time can you put in? How much effort can you put in? And can you out can you outsmart this? You need to either outsmart them or outluck them. That's the only thing you can do. You just got to keep rolling the dice, rolling the dice, rolling the dice. And one of those times, you know, you're going to come up a winner. That's all That's all you can do. And I feel like people put so much time into, I got to shoot the right broadhead. I got to get the right stand. I got to, you know, I got to be in this area. I got to have my trail cams ready to rip. That's all important stuff. But they miss out all the days that they're planning. They're trying to get all that stuff lined out. They got to deck that needs painted or something and now it's october 5th and you're like shit i gotta paint that deck like you could have painted that deck and then could have took you know three or four hours less on putting stealth strips on your sticks you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? like there's stuff that you could do where you can make that a priority and i feel like people get so gear emphasis i'll crush that word right or did I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're trying to do. Yeah, they get so driven on gear and not on the time that they need to be in the woods. Like they're, oh, my bow's not, I'm, you know, my bow's not right or blah, blah, blah. You got to be out there. You got to be in the shit. Your shit's got to be prepared before season comes. And like I said a hundred times on this podcast, you got to make time to go. That's all it takes. You listen to these podcasts, you try to get some secret tip tactic. I do the same thing. You're trying to relate to these guys. You're trying to connect the dots on a deer that you're hunting. And I just want, whether it's a first-time listener or a listener that's listened to us a long time, try to get two more days this year hunting. Try to do that. If you can do that and you're successful, you would be like, damn. That I mean, that would just, two more days. Because you got to think, I don't know how many days we hunted last year if we added it up. But mm-hmm. let's just say normal guy that hunts with kids, what would you'd think 2025 20, is max, right? Hunts. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing weekends and then maybe a week. Yeah. You're getting 20, 25 hunts. Um so just just do 20, you know, then what do you you're getting a a 5% chance every time you hunt out of 100. If you can get that to 25, you know, mm-hmm. your odds are going up, you know. If you get you got a hundred percent chance to kill all year and you can get those you know, you get fifty hunts in, now your odds are that much higher. 
instead of, man, I'm going to work these extra hours so I can buy this tree stand or this bow and that's going to make me kill. No, take the time off and get in the woods because that's what's going to make you kill. Straight up. Your bow's got to be on. You got to be comfortable with your gear. We're not saying that. But that extra day or two could be literally what it takes to, to get it done. What are you doing with vacation this year? Whatever you're doing. Mm. I got five floaters. And then <laughs> as many AAs. <laughs> <laughs> got hell of savings over here. I've been, I don't, I don't, I practice what I preach, bro. I've been, I'm ready. I'm ready was, to AA I was thinking about, up. I was thinking about like the last two weeks of October and the first two weeks of November having four day weekend. Yeah, that would be prime. And then maybe, and then drop, drop in like a Tuesday all day. Last two weeks of October. <laughs> we need to focus on that more, I think. But Yeah. That would be four day weekends. That'd be two. That'd be Thursday, Friday off, or Friday. We have to plan the that'd weather. Be four, eight, twelve. That'd be sixteen days in four weeks. Oh, off? Yeah, that, but be Honey. eight eight days off work. Yeah, I could make that happen real easy. No, two, four, six. Yeah, yeah. eight. Man, so, I got that family oh, yeah, vacation, bro. That's, yeah, I do, I do too. I do too. We only 4th. get two weeks of vacation. We got the third week next year, right? Yep. That game changer. Three weeks. Everybody says game changer. Everything's a game changer. <laughs> game changer and stay tuned. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Coming at <laughs> you next week. I, I can't handle that. Next episode, we're going to have the real tactic to kill deer. This was just a straight <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> no, I think this is legit. Like We've been talking about doing this episode for a while. And I, at, at first, I'm like, man, this is kind of vague. I feel like people are going to think it's bullshit. But I think it's... Super important because if a person's listened to a podcast this time of year, they're really in the whitetails, really trying to dig for just one more tactic, you know, trying to get one more piece to the puzzle to try to make it happen. And my piece for them is try to make two more days hunting. You might not kill, but the two, one day you see a buck do something. How much knowledge did you gain by that one thing that you seen out there because you were out there one extra morning? Mm-hmm. Or you hunt a brand new place and you see no deer. Okay, look how much knowledge you gained off of one more hunt that year. You only get so many hunts in your lifetime. And if you're trying like me, you're just trying to kill nice bucks for the rest of your life because that's what you love to do. Those two hunts that you put out last year on that bullshit spot, you're like, well, I'm not going back there. I'm going to go somewhere else. And then that's not even on your brain. That's just wiped out. Like, okay, I'm not going there. I was say you guys have no idea how many acres we have just X'd off. Yeah, it's insane. Like, the public that we hunt, we just, we figured X. out that we can't, we thought we could do it all, but we cannot do it all. We just got little nuggets to certain areas, like mm-hmm. a little 20 here, over here and just hundreds of acres just pink pink gone because what do we do we wasted hunts in there we we're like okay there's wasted no, valuable trail camera time in yeah there. there's no way we can hunt this or there's no deer here or there's deer here in the summer and then they make you feel like you're going to kill 200 and then they roll <laughs> out like that's normal stuff i'm tired of doing that and i'm not i'm not running cams in the summertime i'm xing that out too that's gone. Excellent. That's a whole nother podcast about. <laughs> we know. Yeah, that's a whole. We'll do a trail cam podcast because we love doing it. But that's a whole nother tactic we're throwing this year. A little sneak peek. No summer trail cam picks for us at all. Zero. 
I don't even care if I get one velvet pick. <laughs> Hard horn or nothing. <laughs> All right, just give me West Side and Velvet, and I'll be cool. That deer is 32 inches right now. <laughs> 12 and a half years old, 32 inches. He's a brow tine and a main beam. I thought you were going to say he's 32 years old, but yeah, <laughs> probably, probably 32. Yeah, probably more like 32 years old, 19 inches. Yeah. Deer's been going downhill for four years. <laughs> this is his year. He's going to come back. Nope. Trash, trash, trash. Uh, Want to kill him, though, so bad. And we got the spot now. I got him. We got him. We got him. It's yeah. over. Yep. I got him. Got him pinned down. If not him, there's somebody else going to cruise we were, through there. Yeah, we were hunting him on about 200 acres, and now we're hunting on about two. <laughs> so he's either there or he's not. Like, that's that's where we're at. But, all right, guys, uh, now we're just bullshitting. Just go hunting. Yeah, just just go. Try to find a way to get two more days. That's my challenge to you guys. Just try to get a way to get two more days where you hunt. You know, I don't know what you got to do. You can plan it out. You can tell your wife, say, hey, this day and this day, I'm going to take off work, and maybe it's something you don't do, like November 3rd, 4th. Hey, if you told your wife right now, be like, hey, I'm going to take my weekends and stuff, but November 3rd, 4th, these guys on this stupid podcast I listened to said that I should get out more and do stuff. So I'm going to take the 3rd and 4th off and go hunt. And if you killed, you'd be like, those guys are absolute geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to have way more fun out there than and working. And like I said, if you learn anything, it's more valuable than not going. That's yeah, the that, thing. That, that's actually a good idea. Just... I don't know how the weekend plays out in November, but yeah. take like that Tuesday, Wednesday, or yeah, that Wednesday, just... Thursday off and get out there. And don't make an excuse of the weather or yeah. some other bullshit, but just do it. I don't know what job you got that you could tell someone right now, hey, November, that Tuesday, Wednesday of 1st November, <laughs> I'm not going to be here. I got stuff going on. I'm planning this. You, right right you now, you could probably tell them you're going to be deer hunting, just, and it'd be yeah, cool. <laughs> you gave them six months' notice of like, okay, I'm not going to be here. But that that we wanted to talk about this, but we wanted to put out this challenge of two days. Hunt those two days and see if if we're just complete bullshit over here, or or if you do learn some more, or you do make a kill. Because add two days, like especially if a guy who only hunts gun season or only hunts, you know only can get out there three four days a week you know or a, a year i mean extra two days to him is lot season changing you know what i mean yeah you know? so it's double double the time but take those two days try to mark them out on your calendar now make a plan talk to your wife talk to your boss talk to your work and say hey i'm gonna try to do it and i'm just gonna go no matter what I ain't going to make any excuses. I'm going to make a plan of where I'm going to go, a place that I've been wanting to or a place I've been wanting to try, and I'm just going to go, whether it's out of state, in state, no matter what. You're just going to take those two days and and rip it. All right, guys. Well, you listen to us chit-chat long enough here. Um, like we always say, do the right thing, um, leave a legacy, and just freaking go hunting, man. That's it. All right, why till legacy is out.